Welcome to the Engaged Prospect podcast. My name is Dan Hirsch. I'm founder and president of Engaged Prospect. And today I have with me a special guest. Uh, he's coming to me all the way from across the pond, uh, Ian Moyes. Ian is a longtime sales leader. He's also sales director for the EMEA division of Natterbox Limited. And he's known as a social influencer in cloud computing for many leading global brands. Ian, it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you, Dan, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. Do appreciate that. Absolutely. So, so where are we talking to you from right now? So I am in uh, a small town called Wokingham, which is near Reading, which is 30 miles outside of London, which is probably a better context for the viewers uh, on your side of the pond. So uh, 30 miles mm -hmm. west of London. Wonderful. I, I can tell you that um, you are the, the first guest on the show that is coming to me from Europe. And I'm, I'm very glad to, glad to have you here today. We're, we're now formally an, an international brand. I'm so, privileged. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for making me the first. Thank you. I love it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, so when we spoke before, we, were, we delved into a lot of different topics, but I know that I know one you're, you're very um, passionate about is personal branding. And certainly with, with online reputation, with technology today, you, you kind of combine all of your career and then the various pieces of what you do into some really good ideas about how to build a personal brand leveraging modern technology. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your background before we get into the topic at hand. I'd love to learn sort of what brought you to where you are today. Sure. I did a very short thrift. So started in technology as a computer programmer, IBM, many, many years ago, and then fell into sales purely because I saw I was ambitious and saw lots of opportunity, uh, company phone and all car and all, all the shiny things. Right. And, and that sales attracted me. And I thought, well, I know what I'm talking about, having spent years learning the technologies, that's got to help me. That's got to be the harder part done. So I moved into sales and I've been in sales ever, ever since, moved up through sales. And I've been in sales leadership for several decades now, leading different teams in different technology areas. And for about the last 14 years, I've focused in cloud computing technology, which is a really interesting area to be in because it really underpins uh, a plethora of the technologies we're seeing become commonplace today. Cellular technology, uh, internet of things, devices that people have in their homes, big data, um, you know, it, it, so many things we take for granted, the Ubers, the Amazons of this world are founded on the fact that cloud computing has, has made these things possible, AI, artificial intelligence, etc. And right now, right now, we're all benefiting from it right now. Think about Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Hangouts. We have globally grabbed at those platforms overnight tens of millions of people needed them unexpectedly and they delivered and that is the beauty of elasticity of cloud computing right that it's there even though it you know in the old world this wouldn't have been possible there would have been people running around trying to figure out how many months or years is it going to take to build the compute power to handle the sudden spike of need we've got whereas this thing just worked I've yet to hear anyone say the conferencing product platform that they rushed to wasn't ready for them or they couldn't log in, create an account and be up and running in seconds. It delivered. 
that is the cloud computing world we live in. And, and from that, I fell into social selling and, say, and um, personal branding out of a need and necessity. So I didn't set out to do this out of um, arrogance or um, some illustrious plan. I fell into it by accident that sales, because of the nature of the world we now live in changing, we all as buyers are different. We all check online. We all, we're all more informed than we've ever been before. We can all buy things in, in one or two clicks. So the buyer, we all, as a buyer, we've all changed. Our behaviors have changed. And as a seller and as a sales leader, I was trying to figure out how in the businesses that I'm in, how do I remain relevant as an individual? And how do I get my teams to still be successful when everything's changing around us? And today with COVID, I, I would suggest personal brand. How you look online, how you come across online is more important than it's ever been before because we are all sat in front of PCs or devices having remote conversations with prospective customers, suppliers, uh, employees, employers, etc. Whatever it is, it's all being done online. And while I'm online, the, the propensity and chance that I'm going to check that other individual out has just gone through the roof. I heard you check me out, Dan, earlier, right? You checked my profile. It because it because we're not we're not rushing around a building, meeting in reception, unplanned. Oh, I was intending to check you out, didn't get round to it. Before I call you, and even while I'm calling you, while I'm discussing this, Dan, you don't know if I'm not pulling up your profile and digging in. I don't know if right now you're not looking at me and thinking, well, let me check that Ian said there. Let me validate it. Let me see what he's online. That is the world we're now dealing with. That's right. Yeah, when, when you and I first talked, we, we were trying to establish, um, this will sound, sound very methodical, but we were trying to establish, like, who do you know that I might know and what, what experience do you have that I might have? And, and I yep. looked you up on, on LinkedIn as we were talking and found many, many uh, shared contacts, and, and we were able to go through those. And you brought up, you know, the the more traditional route of, of meeting somebody in a lobby and bring them to a conference room that that is different than, than working remote, which we currently are, of course. And, and with, with the technology, as you've described it, it's naturally been moving that way. Anyway, we have a lot of conference calls, a lot of video calls and being able to multitask and do some, some prep work to see what this other person's all about is, is, Easy to do these days. So yeah. how how does that how does that work in sales? You mentioned social selling. Let's let's talk about a little of what you've seen over the years with how people are, are using social media profiles to to help them as salespeople and, and what buyers are doing as well. Sure. So so it's a, it, it, it it's pretty bait. There's no rocket science to this. And I always say when I train people on, on social selling, personal branding is none of it's none of it's rocket science where it, it's really complex stuff to learn a lot of it is pretty fundamental but you need to do it and and most people fail at the basics i'm sure you've had uh, in mails on linkedin um trying to sell you something right that isn't appropriate i get people trying to sell me social selling courses online and i'm thinking well you only have to look at my profile and and do a little bit of the first rule of social selling is listen and you'd have figured out that well i train people on social selling the last person you're going to easily sell your social selling course to is someone like myself, but you're pitching it as though I know nothing. And I've just read your email and thought, well, you, you, you're not good at social selling. 
it, it because you're just selling it. I get people trying to sell me CRM systems, right? And our business is building a telephony platform on top of Salesforce. And we run our whole business on Salesforce. If you checked mm. me out and who I work for, you'd realize there is no way you're selling me a different CRM system because it's, it's integral to everything we do. And yet I have certain CRM vendors, salespeople reaching to me again and again and again, trying to get a conversation. You're wasting your time. You failed the first gate. You're wasting your own time, right? So the first thing about social selling, I would say, is um, it's not selling over the internet. People think it's, well, my product, I couldn't sell my product in that way. It's not selling the product. It's got, the name itself is wrong. Social selling should be using social media to get a sales engagement with a prospective customer that is qualified, blah, blah, blah. It, 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 but that, who's going to say that, right? So it's, Nick, it's moniker has become social selling. But it means... Sim simple terms out of the gate is look at, check out if you want to sell to someone check out do they meet your the persona of being a customer of yours and you have ability to do that you have ability to check out their business you have ability to check out uh, about the people who work for that business really easily and the individuals and the right profiles if i if our product was to be sold if you're selling a product and you mostly sell it to the marketing director or the marketing leader you can look those people up. You can look them up within a geographic region. You can look them up within a, ge a, a vertical market and identify, and then you can look at the individuals. And then you can look at, well, I've profiled, there's 30 here that meet the profile in a regional location that makes sense for us to try and sell to. And then you can have a look at the individuals, right, and figure out. Well, the first one is, as you did to me, is who do we know? Why would you not do that and, and see if I used to work with Bob and I'm trying to get hold of Sue and Bob used to, Bob is a direct connection of Sue. I don't reach to Sue first cold. I reach to Bob and go, Bob, Sue may be a good prospect for me. How are you doing, by the way? Um, do, do, how well do you know her? I can see you're connected to her. And sometimes I get, oh, I bumped into her at an event five years ago and I don't know her. But quite often you get, oh, my, our kids go to the same school. I know her really well. Or she's a friend of my wife. Or there's something comes out where you go, I hope you don't mind. Is, is there any way you can facilitate an introduction for me? Straight away, you've bypassed an electronic cold introduction and you turned it into, it's not a cold call, right? It's, a war, it's, it's warm straight away. And you've used electronic social selling research to do that. So it's not about writing a clever email. Sometimes it will be, right? Sometimes it will be nurturing. Sometimes it will be engaging with that person's content. If they, if they put a lot of content on LinkedIn, engage with their content in an authentic manner comment on it if you've got if they just put something out as a cio of a business we're going through a transformation and this is a great project we just did but this is some of the challenges and they've written something and you have some insight to that or you have your own blog or you have a, an article or some stats or something you can comment on it they've posted it publicly go and comment great article sue um, i disagreed with the point there but from our experience but i'd be interested to hear why you think you can you can challenge stuff in a polite manner you can start a conversation that often leads to something where they comment back where you start to follow each other they the perfect for me is can i get someone to choose to follow me back because they're now seeing value in having me as a connection and the number of times i've done that and nurtured it and then ended up with a conversation or a time when they've reached out and said, actually, Ian, I've had many Americans do this. Actually, Ian, I know we've 
we've engaged with each other's content so much. It feels like we know each other. Um, I'm in the UK in a couple of weeks. You wouldn't happen to be in London in one of these days, would you? We meet for a coffee. And I've met some top book authors through that. Um, you know, you know, so it's about using these platforms in a way to get authentic engagement with someone. Too many people are using it wrongly. They're linking to someone and sending them an email saying, I'd like to sell you something. Here's my sales pitch. Why people think that's going to work, I do not know. It doesn't work in, in, in the old world, right? Where you walk up to someone at an event over coffee. Uh, Hi, morning. How, how long did it take you to get here? You have a bit of a chat and then you go, well, so um, I, would, I would like to sell you this. And this is what we do. It doesn't work. <laughs> you don't do that in the real world. Why do you do it electronically, right? That, that is very true. So, so you, you've had people do this um, very well to you. And you've had coffee with authors. You've had coffee with business leaders. How yeah. how else have how are you teaching your teams to to leverage this technology and and build early stage relationships? Well, I think I think the problem that a lot of teams get when they're using these technologies is a lot of sales leaders or and or business leaders. A couple of things. One is they view all of this social stuff as marketing's job. Now, the personal brand of your company um, and, and the voice of your company is, 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 yeah, it's marketing, right? But in terms of using them as an individual, you're a, an individual human. You have your own personality. When you meet a customer in person, yes, the brand carries some weight, but they're making judgments on you as a human being, how you engage with them. Do they like you? Do they trust you? Do they respect you on, what on the signals they're getting? Right, and you build rapport and relationship, um, and you advise them. They'll give you some insight. This conversation—that's that's the nature of the beast. Here, it's about the same. Is if you're doing it electronically, you are still an individual human being. So you don't become an automaton of the corporate brand, where what you do is—and and I've seen this again and again—is um, just share out the corporate information, but don't do anything yourself. Just when it comes out, re reshare it on LinkedIn or Twitter, and that's social selling no it's not that's social advocacy right that's that's just sharing out sharing on information this is about being authentic to yourself and creating your own brand of, and your own reputation but it's electronic if someone looks at me electronically what if, if some, you meet someone you will turn up dressed appropriately for whatever business you're in right so if you're an artist you can get away with looking arty if you're in the banking you're going to turn up with, with the, 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 the polished shoes, shirt, tie, et cetera, right? There, there's, there's an ethos of how you're expected to dress, behave, be culturally within the environment you're selling and, and engaging within. The same is true electronically, right? If, if you're selling into a very um, uh, staid industry, if you're selling into architects or you're selling into manufacturing, there will be a way and means of, of behaving and acting in, in that environment. If you're selling into banking or, or, or in architecture, I'm sure your social media picture with you at a party drunk or you dressed up, you, you know, uh, humorously or something is not, is not appropriate. If you're a party clown and your business is doing kids parties, having you dressed as a clown or something like that is appropriate on there because it's what you do and it's your reputation is appropriate to that alignment. So it's not about all dressing in the same way. It's about being authentic 
to the brand you need to portray for what you do and, and who your customer is. How does your customer expect to perceive you? That, you? that when they view you, that when they find you electronically, the first impression, that digital impression, gives the right impression that you want it to be. You're controlling that. Too many times I find what? social media pictures of pictures you just look at it in five seconds and these people go for jobs interviews as well and don't i've raised it with people in interviews why did you choose that picture of you with beers in hand with your mates on your social profile out of interest mm. and it's yeah. a hard one to add well because because i thought it, was, it showed i was fun right but i'm not employing you to be fun right that's great for your facebook <laughs> profile for your friends you, would you do that you haven't turned up at the interview with a beer in hand right right we, we've spent world. a lot of we, we spent a lot of time uh, prior to recording this episode where you and I were talking about the, the opinions of sharing, sharing political and religious views on social media as a business owner or as a, as a leader. Um, we don't need to get into it necessarily, but it, anything, tell, tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, any, any, type of photograph or post or statement that could be could alienate a large subset of your potential relationships may not be a great idea for the the home page of your linkedin account no play it, the easy one is play it safe right if you want to put if you so i've had people say well yeah but that that's that probably was from my uh, facebook profile okay but i search if i search your name in google and that comes up and it's presented to me it's like a court case, right? Where, where someone says something against the defendant and then the uh, judge says, that's inadmissible, strike that. But the jury just heard it. Strike it, ignore that. You don't use that in your just deliberation, but you still heard it. I can't unsee what I've seen, right? So if I search you as a job candidate, for example, or as prospective supplier on LinkedIn, uh, you know, I might search, search Google and something comes up I make a micro judgment as a human. That's how we, that's how we're programmed as humans. You can argue it's right or wrong, but people do it. People do it in the street, right? Oh my God, look what they're wearing. I wouldn't go out in that, right? That's an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. What you don't want is a, a negative opinion towards you. And social media, you can control who can see what. So if on Facebook, it's all private stuff, just set your settings so only people as friends and family are connected to you can see it. Immediately, you've just controlled it. There you go. It doesn't say you can't use it or publish party pictures or whatever, but just understand anything you publish, if you haven't defined in a different manner to not be visible, is indexed by the search engines. Let's say Google is the primary one now, um, and is, is searchable. And all it takes is someone to put your name in or your name and a job title or a name and location. And the chances are it's going to pop up. I search myself. How many people listen to this? Have you ever searched yourself? And a couple of searches, just out of curiosity, see what comes up. I, I, I keep an eye on mine and say, what comes? Oh, how's it look? Great. Good profile. It comes up with podcasts like this. And what message does it send to someone if they find me and search me? And I want it to be professional and what I'm known for, right? Because people make judgments. If you're a billionaire and you don't need a job, you can do what you like, right? You can live with it. As we know from the US president, you can, do, you can get away with interesting things and still, still carry on. But for, for the majority of the people on the planet, these things go with you. 
So if you pub do something now and think, oh, that's, that's, that's fine, five years time, someone searches it and finds it. It's still there, it's indexed. Too many, too many people in the public eye have been pulled up on a tweet, a tweet they did, politicians, eight years ago they did a tweet that someone's now found and they've now been accused of um, you know, anti-Semitism or racism or something inappropriate where they will argue, well, I never intended it and back then was a different type, whatever. But it's, it's, it's out there. You've basically ad, put an advert out that says it. This is not like talking to your friends in a bar, in a quiet corner. You are publishing to the worldwide internet. Whether you like it or not, that's the choice you're making. So you need to think about how you look and how you present yourself. How do you want to be seen? So, so a lot of this can obviously have negative consequences. And and that is super important to know, of course. But yep. I want to back up to some of the things you mentioned earlier about about reading people's content, understanding who they are as a business before reaching out, being able to to do this in the authentic way. What what is your advice for folks that are in industries that maybe they are new to? A sales guy joins a medical device company and he has spent most of his career selling in a software organization or whatever, right? Whatever the, the scenario, how social media, and I'll, I'll give you my, my understanding or, or predisposed thoughts is that you have to be an expert when you're posting certain things on social media and you need to, you need to really know your business before you approach somebody, but that's not possible in all scenarios. If you're a sales guy of two months in your business, let's say, how, how are you teaching them to build authentic content and, and build relationships from that when they're, when they're not the, the forethought leader in the business? Yep. Good point. So the first one is don't run before you, before you can walk. It's pretty fundamental, right? Don't jump on. Uh, so what I said here, if you're getting into social media, first thing is polish your profiles, make sure you look good. And all of that is free. You know, the platforms are free. One, one, all this stuff, although you pay for it with your, the data they collect on you and all the rest of it, but um, it, it's just your time and effort. Polish how you look on your profile to be the best it can be and then nurture it as you go, right? You plant it, you, you potted a plant and now water it. Don't just do your profile and leave it for five years. So I'm still, I still do that today. I look at things other people do. I nurture it. I, I, I plagiarize things I like that other people have done. Constantly tuning and watering that profile, right, to grow. Um, so that's the first thing is look, look good on there because anything you do comment on anyone's profile or you like, even if you like a post, there is a chance they'll click back and look at your profile, which is a good thing. You know, if someone likes a bit of your content, they typically, unless they've turned things off, by default, people get alerts. So if you like, comment or share someone's content, you appear in their feed as having done that. Right. And if you constantly do that, you don't want to go into their profile and like 53, 53 posts in a row and comment them and retweet them all. That's a bit stalkerish. But the ones that are relevant and, and follow them. And they'll see an alert for that as well. These are small social, what we call social media triggers. So if I follow you down on Twitter, you're going to get a little alert in your feed. Very few people turn the alerts off. So in your feed, you'll see Earboys followed you. You might not even notice. Then you see Earboys like over a period of weeks liked some content. I might have commented on something or I may have tagged you into something. Maybe I've written a blog and 
because I've been following your content and I saw something I've, I've shared or liked was relevant. Really, I think it's really going to be relevant to all the stuff you share. I'll tag you in. And guess what, Dan? You might see it and you might not res respond to me, but you might say, no, that's interesting and share it. I then see that actually something I tagged Dan into, he shared. He's, he's definitely noticed me now, right? You've noticed me. But we haven't engaged, mm -hmm. we haven't jumped in. We're slowly finding our feet, circling around the room, right? It's that dating game of, um, well, we might talk eventually. We might, we might bump into each other. It's that sort of thing, right? It's not running, but it's not rushing in like a bull in a china shop. And natural, natural progression is, if the two of you should speak, you probably will, because you might then see a bit of my content, or you might come and look at my profile and go, actually, I'll follow him back. Actually, that was interesting content. And having glanced at Ian's now, I've been drawn to look at his profile. There's some interesting stuff there relevant. I'll follow him back. We're starting to play the dance, right? That normally ends up at some point in a conversation because it, but it's got to be authentic. So I wouldn't follow you if you were tweeting about 17th century architecture and all stuff that's not, I'm not, that I've no interest in, no knowledge in. It's irrelevant. Even if you're a prospect in your business life that I want to engage with, you can't fake it. But if you're tweeting about stuff that's, Dan, you were tweeting about stuff about sales leadership or cloud computing, or you put something out there about internet of things and, and, and about security of it, and I had a valid comment to make, boom. When you're new to a business, you may not have, to answer your question, relevant expertise on exactly that piece, but you've got a background of expertise in something. So mm -hmm. if you've got a prospective yep. customer, you know, where it's being authentic. Now it might be, it might be, you look at a prospective customer you want to engage and you've done a bit of research and guess what? They're from your hometown or they follow the same soccer team as you or baseball team or whatever. And there might be an egg and that all they tweet about is baseball, but that's what you tweet about. That was a bit of luck. Then, then because it's authentic, you, you could like and retweet about their content, right? Cause it's the same team you support. So it doesn't have to be about business. It has to be, is there an authentic connection that is relevant between the two of you? that makes sense can can we go back a few sentences and can sure. you describe to the audience what soccer is i feel like i feel like <laughs> you're supposed to say football and i, I don't quite well understand i I, you I, I, <laughs> I i adjusted i adjusted that on the fly to, ah, that was to, good. to americanize it for you my brain my brain corrected football to soccer before i said it so that that's what i said <laughs> He is, he is coming to us live from Tulsa, Oklahoma, ladies and gentlemen. It's just go. a ruse that he, yeah, but, but, the but accent no and all is fake. Yeah, <laughs> but it's no different on social media, right? It's adjust to your audience and be authentic. So, you know, and that's the key. You can't, you can't fake it because you'll be caught. Because what you're looking to do is use your personal brand, how you look online, that you look professional. You want them to come and look back at you, right? At some point, by engaging authentically with their content, you want them to come back and ideally follow you, connect with you of their own volition. So you've already earned some equity and value to them, right? At that point, what you're looking to do is turn it into a real world connection. If it's a prospect in business, you want people to engage with you who might be in some way, they might not be a customer of yours, but they might be value. They might just be an influencer, right? They might be a journalist that writes about, for me, writes about cloud computing, would I like them following me and following my content? Yes, because at some point they might see something of interest and reach out for a comment or include my content in something they're doing. So it's not mm -hmm. always a customer. It's someone else that would make sense 
for, for where, where you're going, right? And you've got to give value back as well. It's not a, just about take. So, you know, I, I write blogs and share content and get people engaging with it. And, get, and I, I'm always pleased when someone reaches out to me on social and says, and I hope you don't mind. Here's a great one. I don't mind you. I hope you don't mind taking my connection on LinkedIn. I've followed your content for ages. I really enjoy reading this and this and this. And and I thought I'd like to reach out and connect. That's flattering, right? And I let you know why wouldn't I let them connect? But that's a sensible way to do it. Now, if in the next email, the next thing they do or the next email is, um, right, here's my sales pitch. Then I'm turned off again because they haven't earned the right to do that. Right. That just because you write them does not mean you can now immediately start hard selling them. That is not what social media, social selling allows you to do. That is the misuse of the platforms. And it doesn't work. Let's be frank. It doesn't work. We all we all we all shun that. So um, people think social going the social route is easier. It is not. And it is not a short fix to a, a lack of pipeline. That's the biggest mistake I think leaders make. They expect their sales team if they do anything on social to get immediate results, it is not immediate results. Sometimes you'll hit it lucky, right? But, but in general, it is a slow nurturing burn that you do in parallel with your traditional sales efforts and your cold calling and all the other stuff you do. It doesn't replace it. It's just a complementary path you need to do in today's world. That's what it is. It's, it's one spoke to the larger wheel that helps you, build a network, build relationships and, and identify future buyers or partners or advocates. There, there's so many things that could happen. And if you pigeonhole it just with first step is do this. Second step is hit them hard with a sales pitch. That is to go use your word from before. That's not authentic. That's yep. a canned process. I love that. You, yeah, I want to put you on the hot seat for just a minute. Um, okay. if it's okay. And, yep. and then we'll wrap this up. So sure. you mentioned, you mentioned a, a few weeks ago, um, a, a group of actionable tips for social selling, 15 yep. actionable tips. I'd like you to, to pick a couple that come to the top of your mind as a way to leave our audience with, with things that they can go do right now to help them build a personal brand and, um, start to influence some of the micro judgments that their buyers and sellers are are causing them. Sure. Right. Let, let's let's hit that then. Make them easy and quick. So, number one, first impression is visual. We all do it, right? So, uh, your, your profile picture. Um, go and test it. Don't just use too many people. Why do you use that one? Oh, because I think I look best in it. Or I asked my friends and family, and they they said that one. Right, go and go and test it. There's a there's a site called photofeeler.com, and uh, you you go on there, and it's where face. It's the sort of site that Facebook originally was. You choose. It used to be business and uh, personal, but now they've got dating ones as well. But choose business. Put your photo on you're proposing to use. Go and vote on a few others, and it's really quick, and you earn free credits. Right, so just click through. I think it's you vote on forty other pictures. Take you take you to ten minutes. And now you've got credits to have your, your photo done for free. So it doesn't even cost you anything unless you want to pay. Put your photo in and it, it will be voted on by people who do not know you, do not know where you're from, your context, anything for authentic, for, uh, I forget the criteria, but it's things like influence, um, trustworthiness and likability or something. Um, and you'll get the results. 
try a few pictures and see which one. And I've done these tests. I've advised a few people on personal brands and, and done um, helped consulting. Someone just had me do this for them. So I, I ran their pictures and I've gone back and said, done it for them. And said, as part of the package I did for them, said, here, this is the one to use. Look at the results. Math, you know, high 90s, 91% authentic. Now, because it's been judged by people's first impressions, photo alone, immediacy, which one stands out. And, and you're biased. You cannot. So there's an easy one, right? That's how you choose your photo. Um, and, and, and you can do it quick and easy. Um, second one is look at your profile and make it personable. And I learned this a couple of years ago. If you, if you look at most profiles at the top of LinkedIn's the common one, right? But uh, for, for, for business and profiles at the top, there's a, there's an about section. Most people there put, it's very, very staid, jobby, very factual. Have a look at mine. I just put a couple of lines in there around. I, I first got interested in computing at age 14 and this and this and this. Just make it a little bit. And, I, and I'm, I've, I've got to do a little bit more work on mine. I still want to profile. But just make it a bit. It's about me, right? You're a human. Make it personable. That how you if someone said to you, as you did at the beginning, what are you doing? And how did you get into this? You're, you're going to chat. Make it chatty and conversational. So make it personable. Makes you stand out straight away, and it's at the top of the profile. Another quick tip, um, and for this you'll have to go and, and sort of have a look at my profile to, to get a, a, a glint at this. But if you want to stand out in searches, if you search, if you interesting, if you search for people who are social influencer on, on LinkedIn, you'll find the majority of them do this that I'm about to tell you, and that tells you something. You search in a list on LinkedIn and get hundreds of people who are, you're searching for a sales director, or you're search, whatever you're searching for. The ones that stand out are the ones that have some sort of little icon against their name or profile. Have a look at mine. I've got, a, I've got a, what looks like an authentic tick. So if you search for me and find a list of profiles, and mine's in a list of 20 profiles, or people tag me into a LinkedIn post with 10 other people, I guarantee you, you will be drawn to my name in that list, in that, in that load of text, because that graphic goes with my name. So it stands out, it draws your eye to it naturally. And, and if, if you have a look at my profile, you can cut and paste them or go and look up or, or ping me and I'll send you the link of where you get that from because you cannot, in, officially, there's no way of doing graphics in the text fields in social platforms, but you can do it if you know how to do it and it's free. And it makes your profile stand out. Other quick one is cross-link profiles. So if you have a Twitter, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, whatever the profiles are you want to be found on, cross-link them. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you will find a link to my other profiles. So you can find them easily. And I'll give you one big one, which is also how you find me. on. on so this is the call to action, I guess, as well, all in one. Um, if you want to make it go to another level, for a for for a few dollars a year, really easy to do. Let me tell you how you find me on on social. I'm not going to say go and go to LinkedIn, search my name, and luckily I've got a, a, a relatively unique name that I'll come up. But if you were Paul Smith and I said go and find me on LinkedIn, search for Paul Smith, hard one, right? So to find me, if you want to go to my LinkedIn account, go to ianmoist.co.uk. And if you want to find me on Twitter, go to ianmoist.cloud. And those domains I own, low cost, will take you straight to. All I've done is redirect. I haven't set up a website. I haven't had any web coding. All I've done is redirected that URL I bought, which is my name, and redirected it straight to the LinkedIn or 
or social site. And I've got one for every social major platform I have. So I can tell you to go to ianmoyce.uk or ianmoyce.com and that will find me on Instagram and Facebook. I've taken the, 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 the difficulty of finding me away from you and it also makes you look more professional, again, really cheaply, really easy to differentiate yourself. These are, these are fantastic ideas. You, you, have, you have an excellent way about you. I love, I love the insights and I love the fact that you are willing to um, spend the remaining portions of your work day. Obviously, it's, it's late afternoon for you. I appreciate you, you coming on to this show to, to help us understand how to, how to better set up our own um, social media platforms and to leverage those platforms to build relationships and be authentic and not fall into the traps that so many salespeople do. I, I greatly appreciate your time, Ian. You are, you. you are wonderful to have on the show, and I'd love to have you back at some point so that we could uh, keep this uh, conversation I, going. I would invite that welcome. Thank you very much. Do appreciate it. You, you, just, you just mentioned this, but I'd like to end, um, as always, with, with a way of finding you, and, and you obviously just shared this, but for those that weren't, weren't maybe paying attention or are currently driving, here's a, here's a great time to do it again. How, how can we find you and what, what kind of folks uh, would you love to connect with? Sure, yeah. So by all means, follow, you know, I, I publish a lot of content on both. Of the, on, if you follow me on any of these platforms, on cloud, technolo new technologies, um, and, and I make it conversational and interesting, right? So it's not all techie, techie, deep, deep bits and bytes. Um, I write for a number of large vendors and, and conversationally, so hopefully uh, you learn from that. I also write about sales leadership, social selling and personal branding, and do webinars. And, and anything I'm involved in, such as this, I share on there, so you'll get to good engagement. Um, but please do, the typical platforms most people are on to follow me on are LinkedIn and Twitter, which is earmoist.co.uk and earmoist.cloud. That is fantastic. Well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to um, future discussions and certainly great content and uh, continue our relationship as, as we go forward. It's been a pleasure talking with you and thanks for helping us and, and helping our, our viewers. Super. Thank, thank you. Thanks, everyone. You, you bet. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.